Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrullo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? Uh, well, the world's coming to an end um, in, in many different ways as we uh, hurtle through the void of space and our planet keeps cooking. Uh, I was looking at the, the news this week, as we all are wont to do. Noticing all these articles saying that, you know, we had the hottest June in 140 years, going to have the hottest July. Um, it was 42.6 degrees in Paris this week. That's Celsius uh, for any of you who are uh, not on the metric system. Um, so what, 42, I'm guessing that's like 120 degrees Fahrenheit, something like that, right? Uh, and I just, I was browsing <laughs> You got through- up to like 110, yeah. Yeah, somewhere around there, yeah. I was browsing through like all these news articles on like just you did like a Google search for hottest june ever and i noticed like all the thumbnails on all the fucking news articles are people having a leisurely holiday at the beach uh there's one of people at the beach there's one of people on deck chairs at like a public square and then a woman with an umbrella uh outside the eiffel tower there uh and i clicked on like a bunch that didn't have thumbnails and still like the top picture just it's all vacation photos so apparently uh is the planet's dying uh the the media picture they want to paint is a bunch of stock photos of us just uh you know soaking up the sun so uh, that, that's your, that's your media reporting on the, uh, you know, most devastating ecological crisis we're about to face, um, in our lives and probably, you know, the, the last generation that'll be able to, uh, remember a time when this wasn't the most, you know, biggest fucking crisis that's happening. Yeah. I, I can't imagine why people are confused as to the level of which, uh, climate, you know, climate denial is an actual thing. Like people, you know, think it's a 50-50 issue because the media fucking reports it that way. It's like not a 50-50 issue. And most people don't even think it was a 50-50 issue. It's some, you know, crazy percentage of people that believe in climate change, like that believe that climate change is real and man-made and, you know, is is the major issue we're facing. But you look at that shit and you'd be like, oh, well, uh, I guess it's going to be a nice day for the beach. Just better wear, you know, extra, extra SPF on my sunscreen. Like, it... it, it that, that all those articles you just mentioned should show pictures of like the fucking ice cat uh, the ice shelf you know collapsing or like a polar bear on a fucking like uh, shrinking uh you know yeah. iceberg floating uh, away i, I like found that. one of like a like an ice shearing falling off you know glacier shearing uh into the ocean yeah um but you know basically it's it's a, the the ice melt that we thought we'd have by 2090 is what we have today in 2019 so um doing great yeah <laughs> it, you know, and once the once all that permafrost melts up there in the Arctic and all that methane trapped, you know, frozen trapped underground gets out. I mean, you know, it's game over. Yeah, it's it's game over. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah, you, know, you see a little quote from or the article, whatever it was from Miley Cyrus saying that she didn't want to bring kids into this world. And people, of course, mocked her for that. You know, people that don't believe in climate change were like, oh, we don't need any more of you anyway. Like mm-hmm. it's just it's so fucking cynical, you know. It's like, oh, yeah. rich person cares about the planet, ha ha. Jokes yeah. on you. I'm poor and I don't care, ha ha. Stupid yeah. Hollywood liberal person. It's just it's yeah. like. But I know I've I've had the same thought. Like I don't like I, what what the fuck are you like dooming a kid to if you have a kid in 2019? Like your 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 kid's gonna grow up. Uh, you know, by the time they're our age, they're gonna be in a world that's noticeably less habitable than the one that we're in right now. I mean, it's going to be, 
Yeah, it, it'll uh, be less habitable because you habitable because you brought another fucking kid into the world. And well, for that, every, yeah, I mean, that, every that child, also compounds it. Yeah, every, for every child you bring into the world, you need you know what like four four hecta acres more land to grow food and provide all their fucking clothes and you know all the material things they want to buy throughout their whole life. It's like I mean that 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 that's the thing people don't understand. It's not that you can't you know everyone's like oh you could fit the entire population of the earth of people in the Grand Canyon. So yeah, that that that's true, but it turns out that's not all we need. We need a shitload of room to keep us alive for all of all the resources we use up, right? So yeah, yeah it's it's we we would need five planet Earths to sustain where we are right now, right? And people say, oh, population control, it's racist. It's like no, it's not. No, it's not. I mean, you got to have a fucking plan. You got to have a plan for how you have sustainable life on this planet, or we will continue to kill everything, and fucking people will suffer. Right. So if, if the, the best way to do that is to have access to reproductive health care and education, you know, then, then let's do that. That's what we should have. Right. And if people mm-hmm. want to think that that's somehow some, you know, uh, U.N. New World Order depopulation agenda, like sh- shut the fuck up. You fucking conspiracy <laughs> theory idiots. Yeah, no, pretty much. But uh, in, in lighter news, Epstein may have com- tried to commit suicide. So there's that to look forward. To. Yeah, no, that's 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 always uh <laughs> <laughs> quote unquote tried to commit suicide <laughs> yeah. suicide by clinton yeah. no so um <laughs> yeah jeffrey so we've been giving you updates on the, the abstain story because i think that's going to turn into a you know we both think that's going to turn into a massive story and it's already a massive story but i mean that this this could you know shape up to be like a trial you know the likes that we haven't seen of since like oj um but uh, you know, just the other uh, yesterday, we f- we heard a report that he was found in his cell uh, with bruises on his neck and like lying on the floor in the fetal position, crying. Um, so it, it's you know everyone's got a theory about what's actually going on, uh, and of course everyone's mind immediately jumped to like, well, obviously, like the Clintons are trying to have him killed or. You know, Trump's trying to have him killed. Any name, any billionaire that he's you know provided services for allegedly, right? Uh, well, that was, doesn't want to. What the, probably the most plausible theory was that he was trying to fake an injury to make it look like he was in danger to try to get released. You know, to pay yeah. trial. Uh, but of course, we know what a flight risk he is with all of his fake passports yeah. and loose diamonds and stacks of money hidden. <laughs> like, you know, who? Like, oh, I just happen to have all this, uh, you know, unmarked bills right next to a fake passport. I'm totally not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, um, that's the least fun theory, though. Like, it, that's yeah. probably the most likely, but that's the least. You know, that's no. Yeah. Um, well, I, I noticed something too is that they're using all these photos in the news of him, like their stock images of when he's way younger. Than he is right now. Like you can tell, they're going for like the Ted Bundy clickbait effect of like, oh, well, let's let's take like the the younger, you know, more attractive Jeffrey Epstein. But you know, they're trying to paint this story of him running this human trafficking thing. You don't want to show like an almost seventy year old man who's all fucking you know craggly looking, you know, Weinstein looking motherfucker. Like you want to show that he is. Yeah. yeah, you want to show like the Ted Bundy women will you know get turned on by this guy, and we can sell more fucking ads that way. Um, so yeah, I know what they're, you know what the media's doing here, but yeah. well, I gotta say, even young uh, Epstein looks like the just the, the greasiest like Wall Street creep that you've ever seen in your entire life. You know, like just that like, you know, that even like that video that surfaced of him and Trump from like the '90s where they're like, like picking women for like uh, 
who fucking who knows what like you, you saw that video yeah. circulating oh, yeah sure he, even that he looks like a fucking creep you could just tell like just the way he like smiles and she's just like oh this guy yeah, but like, they, people you know they, they they did that the 10 buddy documentary on netflix and it was like the biggest fucking thing that month that people watched and there uh-huh. was, like women women commenting like you know that Ted Bundy may have killed a bunch of women, but I yeah. still, you know, it's it's like the, the joke. We got Zac Efron to play him in that fucking Netflix movie. Yeah, <laughs> people didn't like that one. Apparently, apparently the the charm was unique yeah, to, to the real Ted Bundy. But you know, everyone, every it was women that joked like, you know, he may have killed a bunch of women, but at least he was committed to doing something and following through with it. And that's a quality men don't usually have. <laughs> I was like, hey, yeah, you know, there, there you go, there you go. So, um, you know, that <laughs> obviously we'll, we'll see what happens with that. It, it most likely is that, but you know, of course everyone had like funny, uh, takes on, I saw a, I, a couple of funny tweets. I just, uh, I wanted to highlight, uh, I, I don't know who uh, I don't know who, but someone sure wants Epstein to Pokemon Go to the grave. <laughs> so I tried that. One. I don't know. Was that a Hillary reference? Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pokemon Go to the polls. Uh, and, then, and then this other one uh, from Andrew Noidweber uh, tweeted: uh, Batman fighting his way through dozens of prison guards to stop Epstein from testifying about billionaire pedophile Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, um, you know, that that's an interesting story. Uh, other <coughs> quick, quick bits that happened this week. Uh, the uh, governor of Puerto Rico resigned. So that was a pretty. Ricardo uh, Rossello. Yep. He's yeah, on his way out. Yeah. Uh, corrupt, and I, yeah. Corrupt and horrible shithead right winger uh, governor of Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah, and, and I saw you see all this outrage from people that you know he was saying all these these homophobic and sexist things and mocking people who had died, and I'm just like, that's that's that can that can force a president or governor to resign? Like, what, what that's I don't even recognize like that. all of our policy. Yeah, like what? <laughs> you know, it's like Puerto Rico is the America we had what 20 years ago, apparently, uh, where where um, you know one little gaffe like Howard Dean going yeah. It meant that he was no longer the front runner. Um, so yeah, very happy for Puerto Rico for that. Although his his successor, who we just named, is also apparently just as fucking corrupt. It's part of his corrupt, you know, administration. Like she's she's just the next in line. She's the Secretary of State, I believe, or Commerce. She's she's some secretary, undersecretary, and she's apparently yeah. just as corrupt as he is. And she's like from his his you know his group. So the people of Puerto Rico are calling on her to resign as well. Right. Um, right. Uh, well, it was really amazing to see the, this this resistance kind of building um, because, you know, there's not a, I saw a few videos of like a few riot police getting their asses whooped by by the crowds. But, <laughs> yeah, you awesome. know, I, I was in Puerto Rico when I was a teenager and I think I saw a police car twice in the two weeks I was there. Like there's mm-hmm. just there's there's very little military or police presence on the island. Like it really feels like the people are in control there, you know, and yeah. I saw the march earlier this week where th- there was easily half a million people there. And of course our news said, Oh, it was tens of thousands. It's like, no, there were, there was half a million. You yeah. look at that, you, you know, when, when, when the camera pans from one horizon to the other, and all you can see is people 300 feet wide, shoulder to shoulder, as far as the eye could see, you know, that's, that's a million people. That's like, you couldn't have more than that. Um, but you know, a lot of the, a lot of the street demonstrations leading up to this were, in parts of the old town of San Juan where the streets are literally like four feet wide. 
right? Because the city, <laughs> the city of San Juan is 500 years old, right? Um, yeah. So you have you have these streets where it's very easy to, you know, kind of pre-Napoleon Paris, where the, they, they could have these revolts and rebellions where they could hold the street very well because the street wasn't, you know, uh, 150 feet wide for, for cars. Yeah. yeah, so you could take take and hold space very easily back in the day. It's part of the reason why, uh, you know, they, they redesigned Paris to be these really wide boulevards so that people couldn't take them over easily anymore. Um, but yeah, it was it was great to kind of see like the, the the these these old hundreds and hundreds of years old streets being taken over, uh, and and cops getting fireworks shot at them by protesters, <laughs> you know, very very uh, Stranger Things three style, uh, and then just having to run and cower, and you're like, fuck yeah, let's fucking why can't we do that shit here, you know? Why haven't we that, doing that, mass protests here for the last two years? That's the thing that's that's maddening is that like you know leftists we've all said this for the longest time is like the only way we're going to actually get anything done is through direct action through general strikes and and things of that nature and Puerto Rico showed that like it's really fucking easy to get to accomplish your goals if you say we're going to get a half a million people out in the streets we're going to surround the governor's mansion and we're not going to leave until you do what the fuck we want and they didn't yeah. leave they've been you know, it's, they've been stationed outside of the governor's mansion for for a week plus, I think. And, you know, they've gotten all the, they've gotten this this groundswell of support. And it, it's he had no fucking choice. He was like, what, what is it? What am I going to do? I'm not going to be able to, to govern. I can't do anything like uh, these people are going to, you know, uh, tar and feather me if I don't leave. So that's the only way you can actually get things done is sure. to actually fucking do that. And, it, well, you know, in in our defense here on the mainland, if you turn the power off for a year, uh, I'm pretty sure people would be starting to riot. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, when I uh, working at the State Department, I wouldn't talk to people in Puerto Rico very often. It was about maybe only once or twice a week. But I would always, you know, for, for the last what year and a half when that shit started, I would you know, always say, like, well, hey, how are things there? Things gotten better. Where are you on the island? Where are you located? Mm-hmm. You know, what's what's some of the stuff that you've been dealing with versus people that you know? Mm-hmm. And the like the first person accounts I would hear from people there in Puerto Rico were things that like would never I've never heard on the news before you know just just the idea that like they they'd lost the roofs in the hurricane and had no power so if they if they rebuilt the roof they would be living in a little hot box basically um but if they don't so they don't die of heat exhaustion in their homes they have to basically just live with a tarp for a roof for for over a year and then if there's another hurricane that comes, they have absolutely no shelter whatsoever without a roof. So that's their options. That, that was their options for, you know, probably hundreds of thousands of people after that hurricane. Yeah. So to, to live without electricity probably was, you know, not even the worst thing that happened to a lot of them. Hey, Jesus Christ. Well, you know, uh, it, it, it was just an amazing thing to see what, what, what they managed to accomplish, you know, just oh, yeah. getting out in the streets and getting uh you know getting shit done so uh congrats to them uh you know they 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 got uh, accomplished their goals unfortunately uh the the people of the uk got a much worse uh leadership change this week because uh just just absolute clown of a human being boris johnson is now the prime minister of the uk because he won a vote amongst the conservative uh you know the tories and in in parliament and you know the way their system works it's parliamentary government where uh you know most people listening know this but if you don't basically they don't elect a president they you know vote for uh whoever their representative is in in a certain party and 
you know, if the if the Tories and the Conservatives have more seats in Parliament, then the leader of the Tories is the Prime Minister. So the the leadership vote, much like when they you know had the leadership vote here when they voted for fucking Nancy Pelosi, you know, among the Democrats, but the Conservatives voted for uh, Boris Johnson this week, who's not even. Uh, or wasn't even a Tory, as far as I know. He was like the leader of like the the far right, like UKIP party for a while. He was he's the Brexit fucking guy. So like he, you know, uh, Theresa May was doing an atrocious job, um, and she kind of had to resign in shame after she couldn't get a Brexit deal passed, uh, which was I think a really a masterstroke on Corbyn's still, part. But still, fucking strange to me that just out of shame people resign. You know, it's such a British thing. <laughs> so fucking British to be like, like well, I, I, I gave it yeah, the old college like if, try. <laughs> if you get yelled at long enough, you start to cry. It's like, oh, you have to quit now. You're done. You know the job. Like, you, like imagine Mitch McConnell up. resigning in shame, like because he couldn't get a bill passed after yeah. a couple of years. Well, like this John just never happened here. Uh, John Boehner fucking famously cried and then resigned. So maybe maybe That's there is true, a couple yeah. right wingers <laughs> with a little bit of their shame left. Um, yeah, um, just just just. I mean. I don't know a lot about him. I just, every time I see the, him in the news or I have seen him in the news for the last 10 years, it's always like cringe, right? Yeah. He's, he's a boorish, racist, super, uh, unintelligent, uh, far right wing lunatic. Like he's, right. he's makes Theresa May look like Tony Blair, which, which, you know, she yeah. wasn't too far off from Tony, but, but you know what I mean? Like he's, he's horrible, but, uh, he's so detestable that all these fucking, traders in in the labor party in the uk these fucking millionaire uh privileged assholes like jk rowling who went and started that preposterous like third party the independent group or whatever um are gonna really look like shit when they help uh keep boris johnson in power rather than you know trying to get jeremy corbyn over the hump to get the labor party into leadership. So, you oh, know, no, they're, they're terrified of Corbin. They're terrified of Corbin. Johnson even said in his acceptance speech or whatever that, you know, like we must continue to fight to defeat Corbin. You know, that's just how much mm-hmm. they hate poor people and how much they want to privatize national health care. Uh, you know, all that, all that fucking shit. Um, yeah. And, and I don't know if you saw Lena Headley or not Headley, uh, uh, Lena Hetty. Yeah, uh, who plays our favorite? Reminds me of that fucking uh, Blazing Saddles, the Headley Lamar. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I can't remember that one. It's been a while since I've seen Blazing Saddles. Um, but she apparently, I think she did it herself or had someone do it for her. Uh, photoshopped the heads of Trump and uh, Boris Johnson onto the the Shining twins holding hands in the hallway because <laughs> like they both have fucking just disgusting like blonde hair that's falling all over the goddamn place. And yeah. I thought it, thought it was cute, but. That was funny. Yeah. Yeah. He just sucks. And he'll be just like, how many fucking just complete utter pieces of shit Tories can they run? You know, it's it, yeah. like it's it's pathetic. Um, so, I mean, so yeah, I, I don't understand how elections are held in Britain. Like you have to call for a general like I don't know. I, I, it's a very weird. It's not they don't have elections every four years or anything like that. It's like they're compelled to call a general election every five years or whatever it is, but you can call for one sooner, but I think the majority party has to call for it, which like, why would they ever do that? Like, it's a real weird 
setup that they have. So I don't know right. when. Well, even if when you have the general election, it's you're still voting on like basically everybody, and if everyone who's your representative, yeah, right. So if everybody who's already in power, if like if the Tories are in power and they have the majority, and all of them get reelected, then there was no point in having it. They're just going to elect a new prime minister and still going to be a fucking Tory. Right. Yeah. So you, you'd have to have a huge shift. And it almost happened the last time they did a general election. You remember, uh, Theresa yeah, May is, is the one who called gap. for it. Theresa May called for the general election and they lost a shitload of seats and almost lost their majority. And Jeremy Corbyn almost was the fucking blooming fucking prime minister. <laughs> so, so, yeah, they actually, I think they had to form a coalition government with all these like far right groups to keep power, basically. The yeah. Tories yeah. Did, yeah. After, they, after they, he wiped the floor yeah. with them. Yeah, but every once in a while, some some American, uh, you know, activist or whatever will like tweet something about like Jeremy Corbyn about to be prime minister, and like I think it's just wishful thinking, you know, or they'll they'll think it's wishful mm-hmm. thinking. But I'll read it and I'll be like, oh shit, did they actually fucking do- like? Did we all miss it? Did it just happen? Because I don't know exactly how the system works, and like they could just fucking call for it, and one day like, oh hey, that we didn't see that coming, but there, there's fucking Jeremy Corbyn prime minister. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully we can we can only hope. Um, that's that'll be the one-two punch, Corbin and Bernie, in, in like the same uh, year or two. That would that would really fucking you know, oh, yeah. send a message be, to the world. But uh, we'll fucking... we'll see. You know, fingers crossed uh, for our. Well, somebody somebody's been um, uh, you know doing like Photoshop. Somebody did like a Photoshop of that of of uh, Bernie and Corbin doing like a joint press conference <laughs> at the White House. Is it like a really good oh, Photoshop of it? Can you imagine? Um, yeah. That'd be that'd be a fucking day. I would just watch Fox News coverage of that all day. I would just love to fucking watch the <laughs> Steve Ducey's fucking meltdown on air. Oh, Rachel Maddow <laughs> would have a fucking meltdown. But, but, they, but, they, but they would have to pretend like they weren't like Maddow would have to like couch it in like, you know, bullshit. Like, whereas like they would have a full blown like no frills meltdown every fucking segment on Fox News. You know, like the five would come on. They would just be you know, shrieking into the fucking void. Uh, it would be amazing. But um, yeah, so that's, you know, going on in the UK right now. Um, but let's get into the big uh, news stories of the week because we had a uh, pretty eventful week in terms of votes. Really uh, a disappointing week for for votes in, the, in, in Congress and in the House uh, specifically. So we'll, we'll get into a couple of those. Um, the first vote that, uh, everyone was, was furious about on Twitter and rightfully so was the house overwhelmingly, uh, passed an anti BDS, uh, bill and it's not a binding bill, but it's basically just a resolution to condemn BDS, uh, you know, the boycott divestment, uh, sanction movement which is saying, uh, hey, Israel is really fucking horrible and they're oppressing these Palestinians and they're occupying their territory and we're not going to support uh, Israeli businesses until they stop occupying Palestinian land. Right, I mean, this uh, is which exactly is exactly a- what they did to, to end apartheid in South Africa. And despite that, you've got people like John Lewis, a civil rights activist, voting in favor of this, uh, this anti-BDS bill. So, yeah, and, and then, you know, just this week, I'm sure you saw the, the very dramatic photos of uh, Israel using explosives to demolish, I think it was, it was 10 uh, Palestinian apartment buildings that they said mm-hmm. were too close to, to the demolition border spray. wall. Yeah. So that literally demolishing homes who they, then they will then go build their own homes there illegally 
in violation mm-hmm. of international law. And the UN tried to put out a, a resolution condemning that those home demolitions, those illegal home demolitions. And of course, the U.S. blocked, blocked it. it. Yeah. Yep. Shock. Yeah. Shocker. Yeah. It, it, this is just the same fucking story over and over again for the last 30 fucking years, 40 years, however long it's been. I 70. Mean, that's, that's 70 fucking yeah. years this has been happening. I just mean with our direct, um, you know, uh, assistance to them. Like we're, we're, we're just complete. But I guess, yeah, since the inception of Israel, we've, we've been, we've been, you know, running uh, interference for them essentially. But I mean, I, you know, and so the most disappointing thing about this, and it, again, it wasn't a resolution that had any teeth. It wasn't anything that would uh, create a kind of punitive, uh, you know, setup. But it's, I'm sure, a pr- number one, it's like, you know, we have to pay fucking fealty to to the APAC lobby. We have to, you know, uh, bow our fucking heads because we need to show them that we... Uh, can never ever ever acknowledge that Palestinians are human beings with human decent uh, human dignity and human rights. We need to, sh- uh, and, and it, there's no coincidence that this happened the same week that they went on a fucking demolition spree. This is what uh, Netanyahu does. He he makes Israel fucking kiss his feet as he continues to become uh, more vicious and more heinous towards the Palestinians. It, it's really a fucking pattern at this point. Right. Um, and then you've got, you know, these so-called progressives, which is basically yeah. all progressives in the fucking in the government are f- just flat out cowards. It's just the same as there's there's no difference between a fucking centrist and progressive at this point. Ro Khanna tweeted out last night that, you know, he voted in favor of, the, of this bill, um, but he does hope that we can ease the uh, what did he say? Ease the blockade. Someone. Yeah, so the, I, I have I have his tweets, and I so a, a bunch of people uh, got on Ayanna Presley for it. She's one of the, the the four members of the squad who voted yes on this bill. Uh, all, the other three voted against it, luckily. But um, and she she posted this really fucking incoherent tweet tweet thread, like explaining it about like, uh, well, I don't, but like, it, it's just really really fucking cowardly. She she. You know, invoke John Lewis if, as a reason why she voted against it. It's like, yeah, okay, great. So you invoke somebody else that voted for this horrible fucking bill. To, so, and then, so then uh, she she mentioned how Rokana voted for it, and he quote tweeted her also and said, um, "I believe, Ayanna Presley, that we can work on a progressive agenda for peace on these principle on these principles. One, halt all settlement settlement growth. Two, halt Palestinian home demolitions. Three, ease the terms of the Gaza blockade." That, that that's 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 Rokana's big fucking solution to to dealing with the fucking occupation and oppression of the Palestinian people on their fucking land by this apartheid so, regime. Yeah, is t- to, take the boot off their neck for long enough they can you know take one breath and then put it back. Yeah, not not like give them their land back. Not like you know remove uh, settlers from the Palestinian land. Not. You know, even and I, again, we've talked about why one state solution is the only actual solution. But even in their in their bullshit, you know, Washington world, not even like, hey, you know, ensure a two state solution with uh, strict border, like n- not even that. Just like, you know, make make Israel like uh, back off basically is his is his fucking solution like to, to this. fucking. It's just preposterous. Uh, and another well, and, thing. I, yeah. And then we you know, had uh, Tulsi. Tulsi Gabbard voted in favor for this too right and and all of her 
fucking supporters now suddenly are throwing are throwing Palestine on a bus saying, well, but the bill recognized uh, Palestinian sovereignty. Don't you realize what a big deal that is? Like, that doesn't mean, it's just a fucking idea. It's just mm-hmm. a fucking word that doesn't mean anything. The people there are in a giant open-air prison in Gaza. People in the West Bank are having their homes fucking dismantled, torn, blown apart with explosives, uh, imploded, you know, and, and they're being shot at constantly, you know? Mm-hmm. So what the fuck does sovereignty mean? So all you people defending Tulsi Gabbard for, for this shit or defending Ayanna Presley or defending Ro Khanna, fuck you. You don't yeah, need, I mean, you need to hold them to the same fucking standard. Like the, the same way that we held Bernie to a higher standard back in 2014 when he wasn't where he was today. People got on his ass and reminded him what he's supposed to stand for, which is human fucking rights. Yeah. And he's, you know, uh, of all the people in Congress, prob- well, I mean, except for maybe Rashida Tlaib and Ilan Omar uh, and, and maybe AOC, he's, he's certainly among the best on this issue. And he's still not nearly where he should be. He still doesn't support BDS, no. but he's, he's at least, he at least talks about Palestinian human rights and in a way that a lot of people don't. So I, he's, he's getting to where we need him to be. So right. I think and he got there cause we moved him there. Cause we told him we weren't yeah. going to fucking support him on this shit. If he, if he kept, you know, giving an Israel a pass on this stuff. So you people who want to give a pass to Tulsi Gabbard, you're enabling Israel to do shit like that. When you don't hold the people that you think represent you to the standard that they should. Yeah. So, and uh, just to keep going in the thread of Ayanna Presley, she tweeted out uh, this, this in this tweet thread. This is one of her tweets that uh, another uh, uh, co- congressional candidate quote tweeted and, and talked about why it was really fucking stupid. The point that she's trying to make. Uh, what she she said, uh, what I heard resounding in community was that voting yes on this resolution affirmed to my constituents raised in the Jewish faith Israel's right to exist. A view I share as a supporter of a two state solution. So. Mal Hyman, who's uh, run for Congress a few times, actually, uh, he almost, I think he actually did pretty well in the primary a couple of years uh, ago, tweeted, uh, I find this conflation of Judaism with the state of Israel very disconcerting. Also, quote, Israel's right to exist is a right wing talking point for Israel to exist. It does not need to bulldoze nearly 100 Palestinian homes. The latter is a human rights violation. And that's absolutely yeah, right. That it's. Yeah. And, and, and is, saying is, Israel has a right to exist is, is fucking bullshit. It's like Israel has been existing, you know, on other people's fucking land for 70 years now. Like the, it's preposterous to oh, say. Exactly. It's it's manifest destiny. It's saying, well, uh, you know, the, the white man has a right to exist in North America. Therefore, we can wipe out the Native Americans. Right. It's mm-hmm. so for anyone on the left or liberal, whatever the fuck you want to call yourself, any, you know, anything to the left of Republicans to use that talking point, Israel's right to exist. That's a white supremacist talking point. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So and, you know, the, the consequences of this and the reason they pass it, other than just to pay deference to APAC and to the Israel lobby, is that they're trying to pass a uh, much more draconian bill that they've already tried to pass. Uh uh, S1, so it was literally the first bill they put up in the Senate, shows you how 
important it was to the fucking APAC lobby and HR 336, which was the bill we talked about a while ago that uh, actually criminalized and would actually remove uh, any kind of federal funding for any individuals who participated in in BDS, essentially. Uh, And that was actually a bill that Bernie led in opposition to in the Senate. Marco Rubio brought it up and Bernie uh, helped lead an opposition to it, which was fucking great that he did that, you know, especially as one of the only Jewish senator, he might be the only Jewish senator. I, I, I don't know. Don't fact check me on that, but uh, certainly the most prominent one. Uh, and uh, so he, but so now that they passed this uh, shitheads like Lee Zeldin, who's a con- uh, congressman from uh, New York, uh, he's a Republican from New York, tweeted uh this week with passage of hr 246 the house must stand up make a strong statement and oppose the anti-israel and anti-semitic bds movement then we must do something about it and pass a bill with teeth uh senate one slash hr 336 so they're trying to use this as a, a jump off point to pass that really draconian fucking bill that literally criminalizes criminalizes the first amendment and criminalizes your right to free speech and your right to protest so um, you know, fucking great job. Uh, all these assholes that voted for it, Tulsi Gabbard, Ayanna Presley, Ro Khanna, and of course, all the uh, other awful Dems who we expect to vote for. But these people, we do not expect to vote for it. So it's really disappointing to see them have no spine well, whatsoever when it comes e- to even this if issue. there's no punitive measure. The, the point here is to conflate anyone who supports B- with BDS as being anti-Semitic. Right. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it'd be like if saying if you opposed apartheid South Africa, that you're the real racist, you know, it's, yeah, right. it's fucking absurd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it really is. I, and, you know, Anna Presley is an interesting case because, you know, she's always been included in the, in the, the quote unquote squad. And it's because she's one of four uh, justice Democrats that won their elections, their primaries against Democrats. Um, but really she's always been the quiet one of the four. Like you don't really hear about her doing, uh, awesome shit the way you hear about, uh, Rashida Tlaib and AOC and of course Ilhan all the time doing awesome shit, uh, and really leading on issues. You never hear about that from Ayanna. And I always assume like, oh, she's just, you know, feeling it out. But apparently she is a lot more of a careerist than we realize because somebody dug up a clip of her from 2016 uh and i actually have the audio of it it's um yeah it's pretty atrocious i i kind of can't believe we didn't know about this but uh yeah that (laughs) i'll play it and then we'll talk about it you expecting uh to hear at the debate tonight more of the same you know it's forums like this where secretary clinton really shines uh, and i'm looking forward to her continuing to make a strong case to the american people um, why they should uh, vote for her as the next president of these United States of America. So there's this fight going on between her and Senator Sanders right now about who's more progressive. How, how does Secretary Clinton sort of win that fight? <laughs> well, you know, I have to say, uh, you know, first I just want to celebrate uh, the caliber, uh, the breadth, uh, the breadth of knowledge and wisdom uh, and, and experience of both of our candidates. I'm very proud of our party. Um, you know, I have to say, in terms of this debate, uh, it really does agitate me. I don't know if there was some sort of a, you know, secret meeting of progressives that determined what defines a progressive. Um, and I'm really tired of people sort of trying to mansplain to me uh, what that is. Um, I am an unapologetic progressive. I know what a progressive looks like, and I know what they do. And uh, you cannot do in three days 
or 30 days, what Secretary Clinton has been doing for 30 years. She is a progressive. It is a, being a progressive to fight for workers' rights, to fight for LGBT rights, to fight for women's rights, to fight for civil rights, to fight for voting rights. She is a progressive. Uh, so uh, I'm tired of people trying to mansplain this away. She's, uh, she's made the case for herself in word and deed. So Senator Sanders, though, will say... Senator Sanders will say that he has been uh, for gay rights longer than she has. He has been for, uh, you know, on, on different uh, different side on the trade issue longer than she has. Iraq war, he points to that as an issue where they differed for a long time. So he argues that he's been a progressive longer okay, than so she has. Okay, so let me just has. say this. I don't want to play this game, but if folks want to play this game, no progressive I know would vote five times against the Brady Bill. Yeah, she's 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 atrocious. I, I had no idea she was this bad. Like that. Well, she doesn't know how to answer the question, obviously, because she stalls for a long time trying to think of an angle, right? And then she's like, "Oh, mansplaining. I'll I'll go that route." And she <laughs> twice. Repeats, she says it twice. She says it twice, right? And keep in mind, this is this is this is the, during the primary where you're comparing the records on issues, and she calls that a game. If you want to play that game, fine, but I'm not going to, you know, it's like, what? if you want to play this game called democracy, then fine, but I'm not here to be mansplained to. You by, want to play a game called looking at history and picking who is on the right or wrong side of it. We can do that, <laughs> but let me just tell you something about the Brady Bill. Like, uh, what, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. She, she's atrocious. Like, I, I had no idea she was this bad. And now that she's trying to paint herself as like, a, as any kind of like even a social Democrat, it's kind of preposterous. If she can have those opinions and say that shit publicly as a surrogate for Hillary Clinton, like she's clearly just whichever way the fucking wind blows is where she goes. And then, you know, her votes are pretty <sighs> yeah. uh, evident of that. So that's, yeah. you know, <laughs> one member of the squad that we, I will not be supporting in the future. Uh, you know, yep. Another one who bites the dust apparently. So, you know, everyone's got their limit obviously with, but you know, they're, they're not going to, get steered in the right direction at any point if they don't get a lot of fucking feedback. And I'm I'm sure she got it from a lot of people, especially online who were not at all happy and very surprised that she would vote the way she did. But, you know, again, keep the pressure up. Don't, don't, you know, they, they're hearing the wrong thing from bad people. Right. All the time. So, so don't, don't join that side because you want to protect your girl. You know, like I'm sure she's a fucking strong woman. I'm sure she she could take it. She needs to hear this shit. If she gets defensive about it, that's that's just the first step in in trying not to acknowledge that you're wrong. Right. Yeah, you gotta, Tulsi you too. gotta keep like, hearing that shit. Don't fucking let Tulsi get away with this shit. If you support Tulsi and I, you know, I've said a lot of nice things about Tulsi and I like Tulsi in a lot of ways, but this is a fucking awful vote. And she and you know, Bernie makes awful votes too. They need to be held accountable or they're never going to get better on these issues. Like Tulsi's been awful on Israel for a long time. She's, she's way too deferential to, to Israel. Uh, and you know, if we don't make it clear to her that the, the left wing base of the party is not okay with that, then she's never going to feel compelled to do something about it. So I, I think the, yeah, like you said, you got to keep the pressure on them because they're never going to fucking do it on their own. Uh, if they <sighs> think that that, that they're going the right way. Um, I actually want to read. I want to just read out the only no votes from from the 434 members of the House. This is the only uh, group of no voters: uh, Blumenauer, Carson, Dingle, uh, Garcia, uh, Raul Grajava, uh, Pramila Jayapal, Barbara Lee, uh, Massey, McCollum, Moore, uh, AOC, Ilhan Omar, 
Pingree, Pokan, Brush, Rashida Talib, and Watson Coleman. Only no votes from 434 fucking Congress people. Those are the only people who had the fucking spine to stand up to APAC. Is 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 like what is that? One, two, three, four, like fifteen people. Like <laughs> unbelievable. Right, and you know, if you let's say you're one of these people that does equate Judaism with the state of Israel, how many American Jews are there? You know, what? Why is their constituency apparently is what ninety eight percent of Congress? You know, <laughs> it's like yeah. you you can't see this as anything as as APAC having a shitload of influence because they bring a shitload of money into the campaigns of these fucking cowards. No, right. That's, so that's racist so when Ilhan like, says <laughs> it's all about the Benjamins, it's not about Jews having a bunch of money. It's about this right wing political, lo- uh, you know, lobbying group having a shitload of money. And in many cases, you know, a lot of these candidates are getting uh, anywhere from uh, uh, one fourth to one third of their campaign money from APAC. Right. Mm-hmm. So don't tell me that, that they don't run Washington. Right. And we, we, we've talked about this a bunch of times. It's not it's not that, oh, the Jews have all the money and control. Of the thing. No, it's it's a it's a very small you know, group of very right wing Zionist people. And that includes Christians, too. Right. They're, yeah. This, yeah. No, their alliance is 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 not just a Jewish thing. It's very much an evangelical Christian thing, too. Yeah. And it's all because they think their fucking sky God is going to come back and murder all the Jews and then all the other non-believers. Yeah, uh, let's see how that alliance that holds up. How how APAC yeah, holds right. up when when Jesus comes back and he's like, "What the fuck did you do in my name? What did you do?" <laughs> see, the funny thing is, like, if 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 it, it like if he actually were real and came back, he would just kill them all and be like, "You people are all fucking maniacs. Like, none of you are doing what I said to do." Yeah, it ter- turns out I care about the people that are oppressed and poor. So, uh, Palestinians, you get to her- inherit the earth now. So, <laughs> and hey, leftists who care about human rights, or leftist <laughs> atheists who care about human rights, you guys can come too. Yeah, like. yeah. Well, uh, you know, uh, like like agnostic sort of means like, well, I you you don't believe in a religion, but believe in a, believe in a god, right? And I'm always yeah, I always kind of like, what's the uh, what's the opposite of not agnostic, where you you believe that Jesus Christ was probably a real person. Uh, and, and prophetic, right? But you don't believe yeah. that there is a God at all. Like, what's what's the opposite? <laughs> you know, I think that's still that's still an atheist. I think I think most people kind of think. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I like I per, like I'm an atheist, but I personally think he probably was a real like human that like went around like preaching shit, and like everyone's like you know, conflate like turned it into this you know mythical figure. But sure. Um, but you know, but which is pretty logical considering all like the the third hand accounts of it. But but you know, like that's, I, I think that's pretty pretty standard for atheists or for you know, yeah, people. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, you know, just just continuing in the string of horrible votes this week from the House. Um, just uh, literally right before we went on air, the House uh, passed the budget um the 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 defense or well really the entire budget uh for the next two years and it's fucking atrocious uh you know and donald trump wanted an increase in defense spending and nancy pelosi gave him not only an increase in defense spending to 738 billion dollars with a b um she also along with schumer agreed to uh lift the debt ceiling for the entirety of the rest of Donald Trump's first term. So the debt ceiling is something that is a constant uh, 
political football that that the Republicans mostly used to hold hostage uh, the government. You know, that's what Ted Cruz shut down the government over is the debts. And it's a bullshit made up thing where it's like, well, we can't owe more than this money. And it's like it's preposterous. It's a it's a fucking fictional number. We're never going to pay the debt off. It's not it's not the objective of the country to pay the debt off. The who do we, we even have, owe that debt to? Yeah, it's it's fucking a mystery to everyone on the planet, like, but that's to, used as a cudgel to to outer space. Like, where's the who who's going to call in this debt? You know, it's yeah. It, of course, it's absurd. Yeah. So so she so, raised it, or she let them ra- voted to raise it for so, the Republican so, budget. So fucking master legislator Nancy Pelosi, the fucking just senile, uh, m- just moron that she is, decided to uh just further assist donald trump uh yeah not only is she not impeaching him but she lifts the debt ceiling for the remainder of his fucking term and is essentially going to cripple the next democratic president's uh uh, start of their term because the debt ceiling is going to come back around in two years like they what they should have done and what uh you know people like bernie have been saying is like let's just eliminate the debt ceiling it's a ridiculous concept like you owe what you fucking owe like you don't you don't say well we're never going to owe more than this because then you shut down essential services and you don't pay for things that you need to pay for like social security and like snap and like medicare and like it's preposterous so what a lot of uh, you know the left was saying was like hey you know, agree to lift it and agree to the, maybe if you even want to agree to his slight increase to the ridiculously bloated military budget, do that in exchange for permanently lifting the debt ceiling, eliminating the debt ceiling because it's a preposterous concept. But no, what does she do? She gives Trump a free pass to fucking spend as much as he wants and then saddle the next Democratic president with uh, crippling debt, you know, in terms of that number and also another budget battle the second that person gets into office. So it's, it's so fucking stupid on so many levels that only Nancy Pelosi could have fucking come up with it. But the really disappointing thing is that, uh, it really overwhelmingly passed. A lot of people voted for it, including AOC and, uh, Rashida Tlaib. And I don't really know why. And I'd love for them to, to explain their vote on this. Cause it's a really bad vote. Uh, I, I was just reading an article, <clears throat> from Politico before we went on air. I just want to read a little excerpt. Uh, the vote sure. split the four de- four Democrats now known as the squad with reps Ilhan Omar and Ayanna Presley voting against the bill. I'm sure Ayanna was like, I can't do two fucking horrible votes in one day. Um, and uh, AOC and Rashida Tlaib voting yes. Uh, AOC, or, or Ocasio-Cortez visibly conflicted on the House floor, was one of the last House members to cast her vote after huddling with Presley and Tlaib. Um, so I'm sure she got talked into this, you know, and, and, and it's more of like a, you look, you gotta give a little to get this done. And, but like, don't listen to those fucking people that are telling you that that's not a good strategy. You need to stick to your principles on every vote. Otherwise, what good are your principles for? If you're not going to hold to them, if you're not going to hold to not another dime for the fucking defense budget, which she said before, then you got to fucking hold to that. You cannot vote for a defense spending increase, especially when you get nothing for it. What did the Democrats get out of this vote? Like, I, I, I know it just passed, but this has been something they've been talking about for a while. And I don't understand what they got out of this at all. Like, there's no sure if they vote along with Trump's military budget, then when the time comes to pass Medicare for all, uh, which I'm sure is just around the corner, then they're going to have all the votes they need. 
Yeah. Republicans are going to cross the aisle and join, you know, join hands with the Democrats. You know, that's that's they're going to really come to their senses. That's what Chuck Schumer said. It's all about. So. No, you're not going to get any fucking cooperation from Republicans. You're not going to get any fucking cooperation from anyone to your right in the Democratic Party, which if you're AOC is all but one of them, all but two of them. Right. So what what fucking sense does it make? You're going to get nothing for it. They already hate you. They're already going to try to primary you with whoever the fuck they can, you know, try to make look progressive or look like a socialist, but actually be, you know, just Mm -hmm. another fucking feckless Liz Warren. Right. So, yeah, like what what sense does it make? I mean, do it do it on morals alone, but practically you get nothing. I I don't understand at all, like what what they get out of this vote. But whatever. I mean, you know, hopefully they they. <clears throat> are held to account for it and, and are asked about it. And I, I'd love to hear an explanation, but um, in any event, yeah, military budget, even bigger, our, our, our <laughs> record high military budget got a little bit bigger and the uh, Trump administration got a free reign to spend as much as they want without any kind of a uh, budget battle with the Democrats. And uh, the next democratic president is going to come into a massive wall of debt. Unless, uh, you know, the, the, unless Donald Trump wins the second term, which it seems pretty likely at this fucking point, because the Democrats are determined uh, to stop Bernie's campaign uh, as much as possible. And I really think that almost anyone else in that field is going to have a really tough time beating Trump, especially Joe fucking Biden. No way Biden beats Trump one-on-one. No, it's, it's again, the, the people that are, you know, that are, are trying to stop Bernie, you know, they, they don't like us. They think that we're the Bernie or bust people. And it they're the ones that are the Bernie or bust people. Because if you don't choose Bernie, it's going to bust and it's going to be Trump again. Right. Mm-hmm. And and we, we, we warned him. We warned him in 2016. You're like, if you fucking run Hillary, she's going to lose. I wish you're only going to lose if you don't support her. Like, no, that's not why. No, <laughs> it's not. We're the ones that are that are desperately like, you know, I say it all the time. I, I was so opposed to Trump that I voted for the guy that would have actually beat him. Right. <laughs> in the fucking primary. Yeah. And even even my mom is still to this day says, well, I'll vote for Bernie if he's if he's the, the, the if he wins the, the primary. If he's the candidate, I'll vote for him. It's like if that's the attitude you have, it won't happen. That's like saying, like, well, I'll see you when I see you. Like no, you don't. That that I'll you for the guy not, best suited to beat him if he manages to win this really competitive and underhanded no. uh, primary process. Like right. Well, there was a somebody had an article in the Atlantic talking about the 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 you know generational divide between people that want to do something about climate change versus people that are kind of like eh, it's bad, but I don't want my life to change in any possible way. You know, it's it's not the age difference; it's the complacency level, right? Because they've been yeah. living comfortable lives for a long time. That's what they don't want to change, right? So. You know, they know they're going to be gone in, in 10, 20, 30 years, right? They won't have to deal with this stuff. They won't have to deal with the environmental catastrophe that'll be the legacy of their generation. We're going to have to deal with it, right? Yeah. So it's not even, I've never even thought about it in that term, you know, of like, oh, I have to live with the consequences. Like, no, it's like, I, I'm worried about the, the survivability of our race of human beings, uh, and, and all the millions of other species, well, well, probably hundreds of thousands by now, uh, a couple, couple, you know, maybe 50,000 tomorrow. Um, what, what's the tipping point going to be where it turns into, you know, uh, a Cormans McCarthy novel where people are just wandering the streets looking for a body to scavenge. Like you think that they would take a long time to get to that point. And if you look at the way that societies have collapsed in our own history happens 
very fucking quickly. Right. Yeah, way and, quicker and, than people realize. Yeah. And, and that's isolated, right? That's like Rome burns in a day, right? Uh, you're talking a global scale, right? And how interdependent mm-hmm. our economy has become with shit getting imported all over the fucking world. Like you didn't even think about how, you know, if you, if you really look at where every single thing in that, in the grocery store came from, imagine if only things that were grown within 50 miles were suddenly available, you would have nationwide food shortages, right? Yeah. And you think that can't happen, uh, you know, across a country of hundreds of thousands of people. It's, it's so interdependent and, and just as interdependent as our ecology. Um, that can happen know, in one harvest cycle. I mean, realistically, if, if, yeah. if the climate gets out of whack enough, like that could happen in one yeah. fucking like yeah. season of growth, you know? Well, so we were uh, mourning the passing of Rucker Hauer uh, yesterday, a very great actor and activist um, who apparently was responsible for getting Paul Watson bailed out of jail uh, about 25 years ago when Paul Watson sunk a uh, Norwegian uh, whale poaching vessel. Yeah. He was Not being Paul held. Joseph Watson. The, 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 no, the, the, Paul Watson is the founder of uh, Sea Shepherd, uh, a yeah. group that actually goes out and does something about fucking whale poaching rather than just bearing witness like uh, Greenpeace does. Uh, apparently, Rucker Howard had donated quite a bit of money to uh, Sea Shepherd as well. And Paul Watson had a, a great, he's a great speaker, very curmudgeon angry, uh, older man. Uh, basically said, you know, you, you might, I might have a crew of people on my ship and each one wants one rivet out of the hull plating as a souvenir, right? And they all take one randomly from a different part of the ship, right? And then the next mm-hmm. year, everyone takes another rivet home as a souvenir. Nothing happens, right? But on the 17th year, all the all the rivets for one whole plate of the hull are suddenly gone. And suddenly that, that whole hull plate vanishes and the whole ship sinks all at once. Yeah. And they were to say, well, how did this happen? Well, we all just took a little tiny piece. You know, I I, I didn't seek the ship. I just took one rivet. Right. So you it's it's you know, it's analogy, but it it makes sense. Like we're all contributing to this. We're all doing something that's going to make this happen. And then when it finally does, people are going to go look and say, well, I I, who could have foreseen the collapse of our ocean ecosystems? Yeah. And it's just a lack of pride in, in, in the fucking planet like that we're living on. Like it, it, it just in terms of like think of it as like you inherit a house like from your 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 parents or your grandparents. Right. And like if you start flinging shit at the walls and then like punching holes in the walls and knocking down load bearing walls in the short term, it's going to become a miserable situation for you to live in. But even beyond that, it's like you that's a place that you could have been leaving your kids and like look at the fucking shape you're leaving it so like the people that are like well i'm comfortable i don't you know want to lower my standard of living whatsoever it's like i just never could wrap my fucking head around that that ideology or that method of thing it's like just a profoundly selfish pr- profoundly fucking uh, uh it, it's profoundly indicative of the way that that reaganism taught people to fucking behave in the 80s like just this this absolutely like just baseless fucking consumerism and everything is about me and i am the only one who matters and i need to make sure i have mine and i'm as comfortable as possible and fuck literally everybody else on the planet as long as i am comfortable and living a comfortable lifestyle you know i will do anything to achieve that and fuck everything that i have to like fuck any consequences from what i have to do to achieve that essentially there's a great onion headline uh that reads I don't. I can throw away this one plastic bottle this one time and not recycle it. Thanks, two hundred and fifty million Americans daily. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, true, that's, though. That's, that's that's the fucking headline of the article. 
I don't even know yeah. if it was an article because sometimes I don't even does those things where it's just, just yeah, a headline yeah. and just a picture and no article, right? Because you don't need yeah. it, right? Uh, the, the other one, uh, one of my favorite ones that doesn't have an article is um, it's a picture of like a you know like a laundry you know dryer washing machine just sitting by some train tracks and it says like what well, abandoned washing machine now vital part of ecosystem. <laughs> <laughs> It's full of bugs and spider and you know, fucking funny. snake in there. Yeah. Well, you know. Uh, well, you know, we should really be worried, too, because John Hickenlooper, uh, Mr. Frack himself, is uh, pulling a 2% now. So he's uh, he's he's really searching. Ooh. Ooh, <laughs> I don't know if did you, see, did you see his tweet? Uh, he tweeted out a couple, uh, actually a couple hours ago, breaking Hickenlooper pulling a 2%. You did this. This campaign is gaining serious momentum, and we're just getting started. Oh, he has two hundred percent rise in his poll numbers now coming in at uh, hashtag giddy up. Oh my god! Oh my god! By the way, the, the poll he was citing was a Fox News poll. By the way, a Fox News users poll. So you know, oh, no. fuck that guy. And then so someone po- posted a, a picture of. Um, a presidential poll from 2016 from North Carolina's primary where Hillary Clinton was polling at 38. Donald Trump was polling at 40 and D's nuts was polling at 9%. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, fuck John Hickenlooper. What a clown. What an absolute clown. I don't know who's more clown. I think Delaney's more clownish, but it's really, uh, it's really close. I mean, close. I can't pick they, each one of them. I'll see their ads on on fucking Facebook. I just want to want to laugh even more. The, the one where Hickenlooper is like trying to lean on the hood of a like a truck, but he's <laughs> he's like three feet away from it, so it looks like he's falling on it, you know. And he's got these like kind of old bad jeans, and just you know, socialism isn't the answer, you know. It's fucking like why why are, why are you in this fucking party? Like what do you what is your goal in being here? But that, yeah, it's, it's hilarious, too, because, you know, I think one of the next things we're going to talk about is kind of feeds into a little bit. But, you know, I, I feel like their their strategy of just clown car it with as many people as possible to stop Bernie is starting to backfire where like they they expected one of them to rise above everybody. And mm-hmm. so far, no one's done that. You know, Biden, he's just coasting on Obama's coattails here. Um, and then you, I, I watched this, this, you know, this segment with the Samantha B, right. And she's been mm-hmm. doing all these things where she's, she's furious that all these fucking loser candidates are running and she wants them to drop out. Right. And she's done several of them now. I think she's like done like what, 12, 15 of them. Well, she did one for Tulsi. She did one for Gravel. She did. She seems to have a type that she likes to outline, uh, right. you know, and she's, she's done a couple for some <laughs> shitty candidates too, but she really seems to go after, the candidates who are, you know, at all remotely left of center. So, uh, you know, this, but Samantha B is the same person that, uh, you know, fought vigorously to keep her school, her fucking charter school that she sends her kids to from integrating uh, and busing kids in. So that's that's who fucking Samantha B is. If you ever had, a, you know, a question about her, you know, progressive bona fides. Um, do you uh, do you have the, have audio, the audio? Actually, of, yeah. 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 So th- this is the audio from this little like uh 
you know, drop out uh, Marianne Williamson thing that she did. Uh, so I'll play the audio from that. And we'll, we'll talk about it. Hi, Marianne Williamson. It's me, Sam B. I am so loving your vibe. So I wanted to invite you over to my show for a very chill, very serious campaign dropout party. We can have tea, throat lozenges, agave, and whatever else you use to make your voice sound so angelic. I'll even let you read my aura. Think about it. Kisses. Soft, pillowy cashmere hugs. Mm. Yeah, so, you know, just the the, the fucking smugness of someone, just the anti-comedy of someone like Sam B is just kind of astounding to me, but it's really indicative of how far, like, political comedy has fallen, you know, since even, like, the days of Jon Stewart. It's like, everyone on TV now punches down. Like, Trevor Noah famously was fucking hired because he would do stand-up about how funny it is to shoot striking minors you know uh stephen colbert can't help but fucking uh, you know bash every uh progressive candidate that he can you know come across every time he does a fucking monologue uh you know john oliver is is a smug shithead who spent uh you know time it, like in his fucking hbo show he spent a 20 minute segment to try to talk about how Jill Stein didn't know what she was talking about when it came to quanti- quantitative easing. Oh, he just Meanwhile, flat out lied. He just, flat he just out fucking lied. lied. Like she, she had a mu- she actually totally knew what she was talking about. And now that's what everyone on their fucking mother, including Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, is using as their justification for the elimination of college well, debt. Like, and that's Samantha it's like, B seems very angry, right? And I am fine mm-hmm. with good comedy coming from a place of anger because the people who are paying attention should be angry. The problem is she is, she likes to scapegoat people. She's one of these people that thinks if you voted third party, Trump is your fault. Right. Mm -hmm. And you can't be an honest comedian if you're so fucking rich that you don't know what people are experiencing on the ground, how desperate they are. Um, You know, somehow Russell Brand still, you know, knows what that's like. And he's taken that with him. So now that he is wealthy, he's still fighting and speaking out for the working class. But, uh, you know, Samantha B, it's just her anger is at people who are poor because she thinks that, you know, life is bad for the upper middle class and rich because, because of Trump. Um, She's serious. Hillary Clinton lost like Hillary Clinton was her fucking chosen candidate. She, she claims to be, you know, a a progressive voice on TV. uh, But she, literally spent the entire 2015 2016 primary cycle shitting all over Bernie Sanders. She did a whole segment about, you know, him, him putting his finger in Hillary's face and how she should next time he does that, she should he uh she should shoot it off with a drone because that's, you know, drone drone humor is fucking hilarious. Uh, just ask Barack Obama. Um yeah. and she she's a piece of shit. Like she she always sides with the oppressors, never with the oppressed. She, you know, f- uh, again, fought uh, desegregation in her fucking kid's school because god forbid those you know smelly pores uh get a chance to get a better education yeah you know she pays well lots of money for her and, and you know swanky private school and um you know sort of in that same boat you've got uh kathy griffin who this week oh, said that god. you know bernie supporters are the same as trump supporters Mm-hmm. Clearly the same. You have one side calling for the ethnic cleansing of, you know, Muslims and black people and anyone who's gay. And the other side that wants everyone to go to the doctor. Totally the same. I, I mean, I can't tell them apart. Right. Yeah, no. So unless and, and, and you, it, you know, lest uh, you think that we're just ragging on rich 
women comedians. That's not true because you look at someone like Michelle Wolf who can burn every fucking powerful motherfucker in the room uh, in a way that's not even disrespectful, but gets to them on, in the in their fucking ego in a way they can't fucking stand because she's so on point, so honest. Michelle Wolf would you know could run circles around those two other women as far as the, the level of you know intellectual honesty in her mm-hmm. comedy and just how fucking funny she is. Like you've seen That's why she doesn't have a show anymore. She was, she's too fucking, she told too much truth on her show. That's why they canceled her fucking show after one season. That's such bullshit. It was, it, I mean, it was yeah. really fucking good. It like, was funny. The, it was the, great. The, fucking the office shooting sketch. They did was one of the best fucking fake ads mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Um, well, and, and that's, that's the show that, that shows like Samantha B show should be and shows like fucking John Oliver's show should be is, is actually, punching up at the fucking oppressors and the establishment. And that's what John Stewart, you know, for all of his flaws did very well is that he never sided with the fucking oppressors. He always made sure to call out, uh, you know, obviously the Republicans was his primary, you know, the primary force of his ire, but like he called out Democrats all the time and they're in their weak, you know, pathetic uh, attempts at resistance and their, you know, it, that then that's fucking absolutely vacant from fucking TV uh, comedy and talk show uh, political commentary right now. There's not a single person on cable TV that does that right now. Um, but no. our fucking parents still think that people like Stephen Colbert are these uber leftists. And it's like fucking maddening because like I, I just don't. You know, well, I, this I is I, I did a poll on Twitter this week and I said, what do you think has, has done more to harm uh, journalism, cable news or Twitter? And it was I think out of almost 100 votes, it was like 93 percent said cable news. Yeah, and I, mean, I, I I agree for the most part, but I think Twitter has allowed or has exacerbated mm-hmm. the idea of, of, you know, media, you know, journalists, uh, news anchors of becoming entertainment personalities rather than reporters. Right. And Twitter has allowed them to do that where now you can have somebody go on, uh, you know, the MSNBC and their political analysis is, is that, uh, Bernie makes my skin crawl. I don't even know why he just does. Like yeah, you're allowed to say a thing like that. Yeah. Nobody as, as a, as a, yeah. As a political pundit. Right. Not like, yeah. well, I think that this, you know, his, his uh, funding plan for this is, remains to be seen, you know, like that. OK, I get it. You're a fucking shill for Medicare for some and not all. Then fuck you. But OK, granted, you're, you're talking so, about the policy. But this is yeah. I mean, this is just like you couldn't do this 10 years ago. You couldn't say a thing like that 10 years ago. Even on Fox, they wouldn't say shit. You like shouldn't that. be able to say that today without fucking defending it. It's, it's preposterous. No. So I actually have the well, I have the audio of that. So why don't we listen to that and we'll, we'll talk about it some right. more. Um, I think, you know, having Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren next to each other will really highlight, because for me, as, you know, again, I'm not the political analyst here, but just as a woman, probably <laughs> what are you there for? somewhat moderate Democrat, I, Bernie Sanders makes my skin crawl, and I can't even identify for you what exactly it is, but I, I see him as sort of a, a not pro-woman candidate. And so having the two of them there, like, I don't understand young women who support him. And I'm hoping that having him next to her will help highlight that, because those are the people that I, if I were her, I would want to say, well, why are you supporting him and not me if you're going to choose between the two of us? We'll leave it there. Come back in just a moment. Mike Memley, thank you very much. Joining us from Iowa this morning. Coming up, the backlash against President. 
Yeah, no, he he makes her skin crawl. He, she she can't explain why. You know, it's it's it, it, if that happened to anybody else, they would be accused immediately of being an anti semite. But just, it's just totally cool for Mimi Rocca to fucking say that. Um, and she says, "I'm not the political analyst. Why are you there? Right? Why is she there? I mean, she's a fucking former prosecutor. She's a fucking cop from Southern District of New York." Right. Well, I, mean, I know she's, why she's there. She's yeah. there to That's, to you to know millions of this, dollars. Yeah, she's a multimillionaire who will go on TV and tell the guy who you know barely has a, you know one million dollars who wants to help poor people that he's the bad guy that he makes her skin crawl that he doesn't care about women. Um, none of which of those things are true. It's blatant smear. I just um, yeah. I actually have a, a, a little mini list of, of just Bernie Sanders uh, record on on women's rights uh, over the years, if, if, if you'll indulge me for a moment. Uh, and this is from uh, at Dadoism on Twitter, I actually compiled this list. Um, he said, Mimi Rocca, hey, heard you said that Bernie is anti-women. I would like you to, po- to point uh, you to some history. Uh, in 1972, a year before Roe v. Wade, Bernie ran on a platform saying it, quote, it strikes me as incredible that politicians think that they have the right to tell a woman what she can or cannot do with her body. 1972, before Roe v. Wade, Bernie's 1972 governor election profile in, quote, a feminist view of the Democratic and uh, Liberty Union candidates, where, where you know, describes him as the most feminist candidate uh, running in that race. Um Bernie Sanders, mayor, the working women's ally, an affirmation, uh, an affirmative action which brought women into well-paying construction jobs and how it uh, challenged the ideological assumptions about women holding, quote, unfeminine jobs. And uh, this was in reference to a thesis paper that Bernie wrote in 1989 for his governor uh, campaign. Uh, in 1991, Bernie tried to add an amendment to the Civil Rights Act of 91 that would have ensured race and sex discrimination would be treated identically under federal law, which did not exist. Uh, and there's just a whole list of that. I mean, this is from fucking 1972. I mean, like, and, and, and well, the, here's the and thing it, about this. This woman is that, uh, you know, she she knows that. Uh, you know, that that uh, raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour would overwhelmingly benefit women, right? Because mm-hmm. women by and large, I mean, you know, white women are white, so 79 cents on the dollar. Uh, Hispanic women, it's like 50 cents on the dollar that, that men make, right? So they want to mm-hmm. talk about, uh, you know, pay equity or pay equality, you know, uh, pay women the same as men, but they still want men and women to still make seven fifty an hour minimum wage, right? They don't yeah. want women to, you know, get paid enough money. They don't want women to go pay see a women seven fifty also. <laughs> right, exactly. They don't want women to go see a doctor. Medicare for all would would overwhelmingly benefit women. They don't want free college, right? They don't want free college uh, for people. The, the student debt. Women have two thirds of all the student debt because more women are going to college and taking more classes than men do. Simple as that, right? So mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders' platform is the most feminist platform of anyone running and she knows that and that's why she's there is to stop that when you see that 54 percent of women in america are uh, of uh, i don't know all women or young women or whatever uh support socialism Mm -hmm. they're afraid of that they're they see that number and that scares the shit out of them right so they know women yeah yeah, exactly so they they it's not just bernie it's not just any anti-semitism i mean maybe she's 
fucking anti-Semitic against yeah, know, I don't even know, but, Jews, but, but I, this is this is really what they fear is that the, the they know fully well. It's not that they're out of touch; it's that they're paid to be fucking liars. So yep. when 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 someone like Jenks says, "Oh, it's not that they're bad people; they're not hired to lie; they're just you know they don't know any better." Yes, they do know better. They 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 get the job because they know better and they know how to fucking lie about it to people. Other than Wolf Blitzer, he really is just genuinely dumb as a fucking post. Like do, I, 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 that man does not know a single thing. Like I like genuinely uh, yeah. believe, yeah. you know, whatever you put in the prompter, Wolf will read it. Like that's yeah. You but know, other than you him, know most who of them does get it? You know who liars. always who always got it was fucking Larry King. Like is mm-hmm. is sort of rough around the edges and and not using like the most modern term for things. Like yeah. I, I can't how do you tell me times I watch a Larry King interview and he he'd be like, So what do you think about the blacks? <laughs> like, <"What?"> <laughs> <laughs> and like he doesn't mean it. It's just he's yeah, ninety no, fucking years old and that's like that's just whatever. But that's why he's like banished to fucking RT now. He's gotta do a show on RT because oh, right. he's, he, he wouldn't right, right. like you but know push the narrative. Oh yeah, he always understood people not to talk to people, but he never like forgot what you know, what regular people were like. Yeah, uh, no, he, was, he was a real one for sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, the, the, they're out there every day just hammering away at the, at the you know, the, the mass movement we have. It's moving towards, you know, Green New Deal, livable wages, free tuition, free health care. They are trying to do anything they can to stop that, you know, and, and they know that it's going to keep moving in our direction. And 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 the, and it's so much more insidious on MSNBC because look, we know Fox News is going to call every Democrat. They're going to call Hillary Hillary Clinton a communist. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, we know that MSNBC has a direct line to the older voters of the Democratic Party, the people in our parents and our grandparents' generation who are grew up in an era where you listen to whatever the news told you, and when you watch uh, your channel, your political team's channel, and they tell you something, you say, "Oh, well, I guess that must be true." And they fucking know that. They know that a lot of people uh, in those older generations are lower information voters because they're not on Twitter. They're not on social media. They're not constantly reading about bills and and funding and things like that. And they know they can get away with this shit. And it's sure. really fucking insidious. Well, like, it's so we're insidious. Not in, yeah, we're not immune to that either. We see shit on social media and we go, oh, it must be true because I saw it on Twitter. Sure. Yeah. You know, there, there was a, a, somebody was circulating a photo uh, of... Um, uh, it was Mariah Carey, and she was smiling at at dinner at some restaurant. Someone's taking her picture, and she's smiling in the picture. And somebody says, "This this was dated um, September twelfth, two thousand one. How dare she be smiling on that day?" And it was like everyone was just meet like, "What a bitch! Fuck her!" It's like, how do you know that that's true? And somebody fucking and also, looked, why couldn't she up. smile the day after if something nice happened? Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah, a weird, just to, a weird you know, sentiment. It's like one of these just internet memes where it's like, let's let's just figure out a thing to lie to people about to get uh-huh. everyone to think that someone's like, oh, I hate her, she's a bitch. Why? I don't remember. I just heard that she's a bitch, and and like so. But, then you remember how you feel about somebody rather than why you feel that way, right? That's how you manipulate people. And there are people certainly of, of our generation, of younger generations who get duped by that. But I, I also tend to think that that's mostly like boomers on Facebook who get tricked by memes like that, you know? I'm sure. It's, I'm sure. But yeah, um, I mean, that's that's the stuff that that's the real goal with this kind of stuff is when, oh, but, when you say, well, he makes my skin crawl and I don't even know why people will just go, yeah, yeah, there is something about him I don't like. I, I don't, I'm not really sure why either. Well, I know I'm not voting for him then. Instead yeah. of having a substance of policy position, you just plant these seeds in people's heads where they go, yeah, I, there's just something I don't like about it. Well, why is that? I don't know. I, th- I think I heard somebody say that who's 
maybe paid to or not. I don't know. I can't remember. Well, spe- you know, speaking of idiots getting tricked by memes, though, I don't know if you saw this thing uh, earlier this week from that cop who uh, he reposted a uh, an image from a website. It was called like tatersgonnatate.com or some shit like that. And it was an image. It was a meme saying that AOC uh, tried to lower uh lower pay for troops like you tried to lower the salary for troops like you know which is just not true at all like she actually fought for higher wages for for troops you know which we could debate the merits of but even so like that's it's just simply an untrue meme to trigger you know your your fucking right-wing grandparents and some fucking cop reposted that and said uh she needs to get around and i don't mean like the kind she used to serve so a cop fucking said that, hey, AOC needs to get fucking shot like that. So luckily, in a, in a unbelievable, I guess he was just so brazen about it, they couldn't help it. They actually fired him and they fired a cop who liked the post. So that's, you know, great that they did that. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm surprised that they had actually fired this person, but. You know, I'm sure they'll get hired again. Well, but that's yeah, he'll get hired somewhere else. Yeah, they'll just wait till no one's paying attention. And he'll get hired in you know some other. I mean, the, the amount of officers that are fired uh, from like the city position and then get rehired by the county and they never have yeah. to even move yeah. between a place. It's a revolving door, and it can they can go back and forth. Oh, fucking Catholic priests, <laughs> same yeah, shit. Exactly. They never have to even fucking you know they change the uniform and drive the same car half the time. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, it, it's, I think a lot of these guys just don't realize that once it's on the Internet, everyone can see it, you know, they mm-hmm. just think like, oh, that was just I posted in a group who's good. You know, like they don't, they don't know <laughs> people, people are people watching my them. group would see this. Hey. Right. You know, how do how do uh, I'm trying to Google how to delete someone else's tweet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's just insane. But just just the, the fucking dumbasses, the utter mm-hmm. idiot fucking dumbasses on police forces that would. Look at a, a, a link saying AOC wants to pay troops less from a website called tatersgonnatate.com, <laughs> which, I mean, sounds delicious, but like, what the, what, what the <laughs> fuck did you think you were looking at, officer dipshit? Yeah. But that's, again, that's like, you know, it fits the fucking profile. People that become cops uh, tend to fit that fucking profile. And, you know, it's just, yeah, I, at well, least just, just fucking imagine, like, imagine, imagine this is the guy who's out there deciding whether, like, who is guilty of a crime or not. You know, like, oh, I should I, I, I wonder, wonder what's true. I wonder what's truthful and what's not truthful. And, and whether or not he should end someone's life on it. Yeah. And this is this is the fucking people we put, you know, a, a badge and a gun on and say, go out into the world and, and execute the law, you know. It's just aggressively dumb people. And at least like the fucking horrible racists of the past, like Mark Furman knew to hide their racism and only came out in some really fucking weird wraparound way where like someone had tapes of him for a fucking screenplay. Like at least he knew how to hide it. These fucking idiots today can't even fucking hide it. They go and post on Facebook about all their fucking no. horrible, well, shitty, was, idiotic this, views. The, the This fucking lunatic that went and killed a mob boss. And he thought <laughs> the that QAnon like, guy, the, yeah. the QAnon guy, and he thought that he, that President Trump would personally protect him because <laughs> they're like having like a, a, a mental link of you know the dumb shittery. Uh, yeah, just this to this, sh- you know, it, it, obviously not everybody with a fucking mental illness is dangerous, but like a lot of these people, I think like they really there's something wrong with their brains. They just they they don't think. I'd love to see. 
And I'm scared to even go on because it'll probably put me on a fucking list. But I'd love to see what the QAnon fuckers are like saying about the fact that Trump didn't pardon him. Like they're probably like, no, it's just part of his strategy. You know, it's part of the it's part of the long term storm that's cut. Like I, I, I well, hasn't been has he been convicted yet already, or is it still on trial? Uh, I think he was convicted. Well, he no, you know, he might have just had a court appearance, but. Yeah, I, don't I thought know. it was ongoing because uh, uh, I, I, I hadn't heard anything about it until, until this. Everything happened this week. This when weeks Donald Trump happened. doesn't pardon them, when Donald Trump does not pardon him, I, I, I would love to see their, their rationalizations because it's, you know, they can rationalize anything he fucking does. Like, no matter how, you know, like that was like that, that you know, they were fucking defending Jeffrey Epstein when it came out that Trump was good friends with him. Like, that's how... Right their fucking brain works well that's you know, probably the pass just, or fail for whether somebody was really in on the you know the deep state conspiracy against him you know if he it must have just been a random mob <laughs> killing after all <laughs> yeah no right oh jesus christ all right well i think we covered a lot in a uh, small window of time so that's good uh i think we touched on everything i wanted to touch on this week yeah, um we, we touched a lot of a lot of sensitive topics <laughs> I was yeah. supposed to just sound vaguely creepy. I don't know why. I that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, oh, also come join us uh, later in the week. We're going to be doing, uh, I guess, Monday. We'll be posting our review of "Sorry to Bother You," the 2018 Boots Riley uh, film. Much uh, requested everyone, review, by the way. I've been hearing from everyone people they've been see. begging us to dig into this one, so we're finally doing it. Yeah, every, everyone everyone who listens to this podcast would love that fucking movie. It, it's it's one of the most uh, brazenly leftist, unapologetically leftist films I've ever seen. So you, you uh, don't get a lot of working class cinema. You know, you get like, no, hey, what's don't. what's the what's the quirky job that the you know the people have that are in this rom com? Like, oh, she's a a wedding planner, and he's the wedding planner. He's the chef at the wedding. You know, like, wow, it's crazy. Yeah. They uh, live in this f- amazing apartment in New York City, but somehow they're you know working like. <laughs> as a waiter and like yeah. it's like yeah okay. yeah um, i think that's the plot of main manhattan if i'm not mistaken yeah i think that's the plot of, <laughs> plot of every romantic comedy from the 2000s yeah. working class um, jobs that live in a fucking uh you know quarter of yeah. quarter of a billion dollar townhouse <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but yeah right, well so check that out yeah i mean it's great working class cinema it's about a field of labor that i've never seen portrayed on film which is working in a call center which you know, I almost everybody has knows somebody that does that job, uh, or or has done it themselves. So yeah. um, or experienced uh, aspects of phone based customer service, like yeah, you know, like yeah. The- and it's also very intelligent racial film. It's about elements of racism that don't get brought up in a lot of other films that are about race. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the 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 subtle forms of racism that we don't see very often or or not pronouncedly. Uh, and it's also about labor organizing too. Not not very mo- many movies get all in there, but. Uh, if you've ever been part of, 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 you know, going on strike or a walkout or contract negotiations, um, you've probably already seen this film. But if not, check out a review. Also, giant horse sticks. Uh, mild spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> but go see the film if you haven't. Uh, it's on Hulu, actually streaming if you have Hulu or if you want to just steal it or just sign Question, up for a free trial American. and cancel it. Equestrian <laughs> American. Please. No, a, a quest. Equestrian sapien it was something like something <laughs> sapien yeah it was very dignifying in a uh, very it was it was Latin uh, 
all right but yeah anyway go check out our review of that that'll be out monday um and we will oh yeah well i should do my plugs before we get out of here uh if you want to help the show out easiest way you can do that is rate review and subscribe on apple podcasts that helps us move up in the rankings helps more people hear us uh you can follow us and share out the podcast from soundcloud soundcloud.com slash move left you can follow us over on facebook facebook.com slash move left idiots uh we are on teespring if you want to pick up any merch you can do that at tinyurl.com slash move left merch we are on patreon if you want to support the show that way patreon.com slash move left uh i am on twitter at move underscore left i'm on twitter at smut collector and we will see you next week